You got to get serious and get into this battle. And what we're watching happening in the governments and the earth and everything is the type and shadow of what's going to happen in the kingdom. Don't mess with us. Don't mess with our kids no more. We're not playing this game. There's so much destruction that's going on with these people. We really need to stand up. See, the Lord has given us the authority to break the yokes. And it's time that the church gets out of the four walls and gets in the streets and starts talking Jesus. Jesus, Amen. Bless you. I don't want to thank all the listeners out there on VOH News and VOH Radio. Uh, got a wonderful show for you. Sheila Hongo's with us, and what a what a wonderful sister in Christ. Uh, just had an incredible conversation even before we got started. We're here in Virginia Beach and uh, with the Reawakening Conference, and so many people are coming up talking about so many different things. And Sheila, uh, she has some incredible information on the Guidestones, and I know a lot of people have been asking about that, but also she has a, some incredible information about Georgia and different things. That, and sister, we're going to bring you in here a second, but for those of you that are out there, please contact us. Let us know what you think. Get a hold of us. We really want to bring more programs like this. Sheila, it's great to have you on our program, sis. Uh, I already feel like you're part of the family. Well, I, I'm so honored because you just really love the Lord, and you're walking with Him, and He's walking with us the same way He walked with the ancients. I mean, yeah. and we don't even realize. I keep telling you, I'm not that in a bag of chips. I'm no God doesn't love me one ounce more than He does anybody listening. Yeah. Absolutely, I don't want you to ever think, oh, if I could just have her life. You don't want my life. You want yeah. the glory and the treasures He has Amen. in store for you. Just keep walking with Him. You, you know. Years and years ago, uh, I grew up in a business family. You know, they, they, they built tractor trailers, right? And so I grew up being groomed to run the business, right? And then the Lord called me to the ministry. I was like, Lord, I don't want to be a preacher. I don't want to be a pastor, right? And he said, that's what you're called to do. And so literally he took me out of that whole business realm. But one of the amazing things the Lord said to me it was very, because I was just religious, I, I realized, right? <laughs> the Lord said to me, he goes, if I talk to the guys in the Old Testament, why wouldn't I talk to the people in the New Testament? And and after that, I just really wanted everybody that I knew, everybody out there, because the Lord started speaking to me, right? And people today think you're crazy when you say God talks to you. But when, you know, we were talking about some, uh, with John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth and Brandon, they call people out by name. And I've seen people do that. Even the Lord's given me people's names in the past. But the Lord wants to talk to us. It's just who wants to believe that he will, right? He, he wants to have a, a relationship with us. So. Well, he has a plan for us, but if we don't we if we if don't even thank him for where he's going to place our feet that day, we could miss it. Amen. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Well, just talking to you and just hearing a little bit what you're into, I, I think you're on a divine path where, you know, so many people I've met here, and I, I've said this so many times now, it's like all these pieces of the puzzle coming together where people are realizing what's happening, people are waking up to really what's happening. But you know, one of the one of the things that actually uh, John G. Lake talked about, uh, Hutchins, uh, many of the revivalists in the 1950s said there would come a, an awakening to the church, that the church would be asleep and it would wake up. Jesus talks about that in the Bible, right? That the, the church, uh, the virgins were asleep while he's talking about the church, right? 
And I think we're there. I think there's an awakening in the body of Christ, and nothing's going to stop what the Lord's going to do through his body. But I, but it, he, he gave me a whole chapter on the walking dead. I said, God, I don't have anything to say about the walking dead, and I don't even know who they are. And he mm. said, my people think they're tight with me, but mm. they're the walking dead because they're not allowing the Holy Spirit. They're not operating with me, and I don't want them to be taken away by the other kingdom. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I can't remember. It's Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel, the Valley of Dry Bones. Mm-hmm. The, the, the early church fathers said, that the Valley of Dry Bones is really the church at the end of the age. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's the walking dead, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord's trying to wake us up. Well, it's very interesting what's happening right now. And you've really taken a look at these, these guide stones down in Georgia. And, and people can't believe it, that those things were really there. Well, just as of a, yes, it was a yes, two to a couple days ago, somebody blew them up or I don't know what happened. I got hit with lightning. You know, what, what's the take on these things? How they're in a they're in a federal park, right? A national park. They're 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 nobody knows how they got there. They're in a cow pasture. A cow pasture. Okay, all right. It was gifted to the county supervisors, and what that means in our counties, you know, Flynn has been so clear. You've got to take care of things locally to have a national impact. It's it, yes. we got to flip it. It's not a monarchy or a dictatorship. And so, what we got to do locally, the citizens didn't even know because the county supervisors are the ones that have your budget. Yeah. So the taxpayers have been paying to take care of all of this. Wow. Wow. So so tell us, how did they, do you know how they got there? What, yes. What's going on? <laughs> Give well, us the big mystery. They don't, oh. they don't they came in and tell you on the internet. Well, <laughs> and, and this, this shows you how deeply Father works. I said, Father, I want to tell him, because it's been in almost all the 18 books while I've been in Georgia. It's almost in every book uh, about that and our faith monument because they're trying to counter everything. And these are actually the Luciferian Ten Commandments, but they're quoted by the guys in the Order of Malta. And uh, so I said, Father, I need to know the depth of where it came from and, and who did it, because I've been talking about it. And he said, okay, you see where Atlanta is, because I'm, I'm new to Georgia, and you see where Columbus is, uh, we're gonna go on a trip. I said, okay, and he said, we're gonna go halfway in between. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I kept trying to ask for clues, and he's so fun about this, because when you want to go on an adventure with him, he'll turn it into a, a treasure hunt. He <laughs> yeah. does. It's just fun. Amen. And yeah. so I'm, I'm going, and he said, uh, now, where did you grow up? I said, I grew up on a farm. And uh, he said, what did, you, what did you do there? And I said, well, there were a lot of farm supplies and stuff. And he said, what did you do with your horse? And I said, I would feed him with my hand. And he said, so a farm and a feed store. Uh, he said, and you needed hardware? And I said, yes. And he said, so this is the hardware and farm and feed store I want to send you to. Wow. And they had all the letters from the Philomathia 25 Lodge of the oh, Masonic wow. in Elberton oh, wow. from the men who wanted to clear their conscience before they died. No kidding. So the man who did this, the man who did this is really famous. He'd owned the Atlanta Braves. He's sold it since. Uh, He started uh, CNN on the anniversary of Alice Bailey, who uh, has been in charge of writing the textbooks. It was a hundred-year plan of Lucifer. So it was called Lucifer Publishing, but then people were upset, so they changed it to Lucia's Trust in about 1921 exactly. So he credited the the building of these guidestones to his great grandmother. So who would that be? It's Madame Helena Blavatsky. Mm. The man, Ted Turner, didn't even have family in Georgia. And he wow. said it was to his great grandmother's honor that had to be placed in Georgia. 
that wasn't true. Had no. to be on the highest hill. I believe it's on the 33rd parallel, but God's never had me go back and check that out. Yeah, wow. But these guidestones, this Madame Helena Bolotsky brought what's called the Theosophical Society to America. Mm. She did this. All of these guys started this whole thing back in the 1800s. By the time the Civil War, all of this that we're finding now is about the Civil War. Yeah. Once they did this, the Theosophical Society, by the World War One, they were giving free memberships to everybody who survived World War One and came back to America. Wow. And they were just infiltrating all throughout our nation. Mm -hmm. That evolved into what's called eugenics. Eugenics was put together by Robert Clark Cook, yeah. R.C. Christian is a pseudonym of Robert Clark Cook. Wow. So who is he with eugenics? He's a best friend of Margaret Sanger. And I said, Father, I can't find Amazing. anything. I've looked on, on his bios. I've looked on everything. And Father said, you'll only find it in his obituary. Do you see him? And I said, his obituary? You want me to go read his obituary to find it? And here he was awarded with Planned Parenthood gift and award and he, and he lists the Planned Parenthood that gave him the award in the obituary. No kidding. You know, wow. but um, his, uh, he did all of this stuff on heredity and the pure, the pureness of, of the genes and et cetera. Mm. It was used by Hitler. It was used by Mangala, Fauci. It comes wow. right down the line and it's called eugenics and their symbol, their logo mm. is a tree. It's wow. a counterfeit to the tree of life. life. Wow. Okay. So, so, for people that don't know who Margaret Sanger is, can, can you tell us a little bit about who she is? She's the creator of Planned Parenthood for mm -hmm. the abortions, and yeah. she got everything ready in time. And, and just imagine what God was sending us in the 62 million that never arrived. Yeah. And because um, the truth and the wisdom in the children now, I met a man, he was so shocked. He said, I was trying to explain to my son what it is to be, the, be his father. And his son looked at him and he said, but you're also my brother. Yeah. And he said, well, what wow. do you mean, son? And he said, because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And so you're also my brother. And this kid didn't have any training or anything. He was really, really young. And it just, the wisdom that I'm hearing in the children as I travel it's just been absolutely amazing. Amen. The, the Lord is definitely doing something in the younger generation. There's almost a generation that that looks like the enemy's trying to steal that generation. He's done it over and over before. He, the enemy's done this over and over before a massive move starts. And I think we're looking at that same thing right now. But we're seeing so many uh, people coming to Christ that were hooked on drugs crack, meth, and I'm watching the Lord just set him free in a day or two. It's it's yes. almost everybody that comes through the door, PTSD. Like we're yes. seeing these mental healings that, you know, a while back we didn't see those things, but now it's it's consistent. So, yes. you know, but Margaret Sanger, she was also a racist. Mm -hmm. She she decided or her, part of her plan was that these abortion clinics would be in black neighborhoods and we still see that today. And so the the Democratic Party that is supporting literally the the destruction of the black race. And really people need to wake up to what's going on is actually for the pastors that are out there is actually a satanic operation. 
Exactly. And yeah. um, and I've been sharing about this because Christ didn't do any of this. And when it really, it, it came out with the different books and, and the different interviews, and God said, you got to just tell my people the truth. I said, I don't think they're ready, and they're starting to reject it. He said, just remember, they're never rejecting you. You represent me. They're rejecting me. And I, all I could do was cry because I said, I don't think they mean to reject you. He said, they aren't even operating with me. Amen. Because we're doing all the pagan feasts and festivals. I didn't know the Advent candles were to try and reincarnate Tammuz and, and all of this stuff. Fathers had to show me all of this stuff. That, oh, so you're preaching we didn't the choir learn. now. We didn't learn. Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? No. And so when well, I... They, 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 they were Jewish feasts when we were growing up, right? And then I started in Leviticus 20. 23, 26 yeah. says, God says, these are my feasts. Yeah. They have nothing to do with the people. No. I've set them up. And, and then when you study them out, Jesus is crucified on Passover. Mm -hmm. It's called the early rain feast. They come mm -hmm. in the spring, right? Jesus is crucified at Passover, resurrected on first fruits, mm -hmm. and burst the church on Pentecost. Mm -hmm. That's more about Jesus mm -hmm. than any Jewish holidays that I know. Exactly. And so if the early rain is all about the first coming. Mm -hmm. Feast of Trumpets, John hears a voice as a trumpet speaking. Mm -hmm. Feast of Atonement, the opening of the veil, the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Feast of Tabernacles. And that's, Down the tabernacle of God is with man. It's all about the second yeah. coming. So. We're, out, we're out of rhythm with the Father, so we Amen. don't know the seasons of our life. And people keep saying, no, all this goes back in time. I've even had rabbis tell me, you don't even know what you're talking about when Christ came and, and how it's tied between the Feast of Tabernacles and he came to Tabernacle with us and, and he brought the light. So in the 70 days is, is Hanukkah, but God told me all of this. And he said, well, how many nations? And, he, and I said, I don't know, God. And he said, 70. How many days between the Feast of Tabernacles and Hanukkah? And I said, I don't know, God. And he said, well, calculate it. It's 70. Mm. As, as we go, and we didn't even know that our new day starts at sunset. Yeah. And when we talk about the 11th hour, nobody's described that. It's the hour before sunset. Yeah. Come to the Father. Prepare with him to rest in him. Amen. To prepare because the evil is going on in the dark. And so right. when we wake up, we're with him. We know what he wants. We're thanking him for the path that day. It just changes everything. It, it's, and, it's amazing, yeah. And that's why they did these guidestones and where they put them. There was a prophetic word. Yeah, they, they had to be strategic. They, they put them in the exact location. Yeah. The, there's a prophetic word that was given to uh, the Bob Jones, not the university, because he was Knights of Pythias, High Noble. Yeah, prophet. Yeah, but it was a prophet who wouldn't use the word prophet, used brother, and every pastor who aligned with the truth with the Father only wanted to be brother. So I've met a lot of these brother pastors who knew him very well. Well, it was him, it was Arthur Burt out of Wales, and John Paul Jackson, and they all pulled away from everything they were doing. And they just kept praying, Father, it's getting really bad. What can be done for the sake of America? Yeah. And all of a sudden, in one night, and they were in different locations is what their guys told me. Because I ended up in Georgia in the fall of 2013. Uh, Bob Jones died February 2014. August, Arthur Burt. February 2015, which nobody thought would possibly happen, John Paul Jackson died. So within 12 months, all three of these guys are gone. Their people were told how to find me in Georgia. Wow. And they gave me the word and vision of the Father that what I have done is I've set a huge angelic vortex over Macon, Georgia, and mm. over Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Yeah, amen. What's in the exact middle of that span? 
Georgia Guidestones in a cow pasture on the highest hill. And so wow. if you would picture those two vortexes, and I didn't know any of this when they told me this, because that's all they told me. Yeah. And they said they never got to do it, but they said God is going to send someone, and so you need to know that they, that, that person is going to need to know about this vision and word. So then the Georgia Guidestones became a focus and completely separate, okay? Mm -hmm. And then God started putting all this together because if those are the pillars of of the Eastern Gates Mm. and the Eastern Gates will be open unto him. Amen. And he'd have to deal with... And the king of glory will come in, sister. <laughs> and so when did they put him up? 322 of 1980. Wow. Now, why 322? Genesis 3-2-2. Now that they know good from evil, lest they stretch out and eat of the tree of life and live forever. Yeah. Pause. Say law. Wow. Adam was so shamed, so felt shunned that he left the garden. So wow. what did Lucifer do with this? This is through all time. It's in Skull and Bones. It's in the Masonic Orders. It's in all of these secret societies. It's in it's in the churches. Yeah. The, the, the curse is upon us from that. Yeah. And they make it all about, can God handled that. Amen. And and here we are still dealing with what Constantine well, did, and he died 12 years later. What are we thinking? You, you know, it's interesting. You're, I, I, I was actually just talking to another pastor about, about uh, was it Noel Harari? Yes. And he, he recently just said that they, they're going to do, he's going to do what God couldn't and give man eternal life, right? And my first uh, my first thing that came out of my mouth that'll never happen mm-hmm. because that's why Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden. Mm-hmm. They will never be allowed mm-hmm. to give man eternal life in a, in a total state of sin. Yes. But the Bible also says first the natural, then the spiritual. So it's a, it's a, it's a sign that man is also getting ready to come into resurrection life. Yes. So what we see, and actually the destruction of those guidestones, not knowing what you just said, is like, oh boy, the gates open now back into the garden, right? Yes, yes. And if if you, I do a whole teaching on the temple, right? Wow. And if you you look at the temple, the temple goes from east to west. Uh So when you go through the outer court, you, you enter at the east end, you go into the holy place, and into the holy of holies, you end up in the west, Mm -hmm. right? It's also symbolic of the sun rising and setting in the west, right? Mm-hmm. It's also symbolic of our walk into the glory. It's also, it, it's all, because the book of Revelation is the apocalypse, the destruction of the veil. Well, what veil? The veil went into the Holy of Holies. It also marks the time frame of man. It, when you take the dimensions, the length, height, and width of the tabernacle, it tells us the days, uh, you know, that we're in right now. The early church fathers in the first hundred years of the church, all of them taught that the earth, in the same way the Lord created the earth in six days, those six days were equal to a thousand years or seven, uh, six thousand years. So Peter says a day is equal to a thousand years. So from Adam till Jesus is four thousand years, from Jesus till now is two thousand. Mm-hmm. We're at the end of six thousand years or six days. Yes. Man, Adam was created on the sixth day. The glorified man was created on the sixth day. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to see that glory come back into the into the body because mm-hmm. that's what the early church taught. Yes. And, and, and people go, all this stuff's happening. I've been teaching for four years. This was going to happen. Yes. I said, the Lord's just getting kings ready to fight kings. Mm-hmm. The kings of light got to be tested mm-hmm. with the kings of darkness. Yes. 
and we're going to find out who's the real kings mm-hmm. because I I know the Lord doesn't make trash. No. Right. So so where we're at right now, what you're saying is it just uh, I mean I got goosebumps right. <laughs> and what because you're it's saying, so beautiful. Yes, and it all aligns with what Father is showing me. That's what He's raising us up in order to get this truth out because Hallelujah. we didn't live under this truth. We Amen. didn't know this truth. They've been lying to us. This whole thing has been a lie. Christ didn't do any of this. He only yeah. did what he saw the Father do, and he only said what he heard the Father say. He didn't do any of this. The whole thing is a lie, and they won't pull away from it. Yeah. I have tried diligently, and I said, you tell people they're grafted in, and they, they don't know who they're grafted in with. They don't know their culture. They don't know their land. Exactly. We're Hebrew Israelites, and, and no pastors can tell me because yeah. so many of them were told in the seminary, you cannot change. Don't tell them about this. We, the traditions and the memories, we don't want to spoil things for people. Spoil yeah. them. I used to do Advent candles in my house. I'm repenting for them. Yeah. And, and every one of these five books came out on Yom Kippur, no matter what happened, no matter how much editing. I mean, I would write, and I was almost done with some in the springtime. No, not going to happen. They yeah. all came out on Yom Kippur, all on the day of repentance. And so I've offered repentance prayer to people, and, and they write back to me, and they go, ma'am, this, this doesn't have very many words. I said, it's a repentance outline. And they go, no, we need to know, because we've been programmed in the church. This is how you pray about this. This is how you pray about this. There's no relationship with the Father. Well, you, you know, you're saying you're, you're saying a lot of things, sister, and it has nothing to do with the guys. I know, it's all I good. know. It's, yeah. it's better. Yeah. Um, the Lord spoke to me years ago that, that Christmas was a pagan holiday. Yes. And he took me out of it, right? Yes. And I started researching it. And I was shocked at what yes. I found. It, you know, uh, I, I worked with a brother that had, was delivered. He was a Satanist, right? He, he talked about, and I would because we do a lot of deliverance, and I sort of gleaned information off of him about, you know, in different ways that they would, you know, use the enemy, use different mm-hmm. things in order to bring demons and, yes. and try to, they actually yes. try to put demons in themselves. That's why these people are so angry and vile, yes. right? They want to they're always angry because they're demon-possessed, right? Mm-hmm. So he was talking about when you call a demon's name, that demon will come to you, right? Mm-hmm. So you, when you say something like Yuletide greetings, Yul mm-hmm. is a demon. Yeah, yeah. Chemesh is a demon. These are fallen angels that have tried to infiltrate and take man away from the Lord's feasts. It's, it's very evident what they're doing. Right, and, and try to bring things into our homes that are literally lies, demonic, and it's hiding beautiful, beautiful truths of the New Testament. One, Hanukkah, which is the Feast of the Lights, it has to do with the menorah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this. Hanukkah is actually Enoka, mm-hmm. Enoch, which was a son that was taken into a glorified state. He wasn't, was not. He went back to what Adam lost. Yes. Right? So when we talk about that day, if you take the time that uh, Zechariah goes into the temple, the Bible says that Zechariah was one of the one of the tribes of, uh, I, I, I don't want to make this about these teachings, but yeah. he, he, Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, went into the temple. Uh, uh, he was from the order of Abiyah. So we know what 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 month Abiyah would go and do their work in the temple. So he went in and did his work and the angel came to him and basically told him Elizabeth, who was another daughter of Aaron, the Bible says, meaning John the Baptist, mother and father were both descendants of Aaron. They were high priests Mm -hmm. or they had access behind the veil 
or they 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 knew how to apocalypse because that's what the word apocalypse means to destroy the veil yes. Yes. right so we know exactly when Elizabeth was pregnant because Mary comes to her at that time and says that she's pregnant. So if you take that month and you go nine months forward, Jesus, Yeshua, is born either on the Feast of Trumpets or the Feast of Atonement, which makes perfect sense. He was born on the Feast of Tabernacles. Or the Feast of Tabernacles, because they're all together. This is so fun. You yeah. know what God did with me? And I explained this to Bill Morford. I don't know if you've met him. He tra he was to transcribe the Bible direct from the Hebrew. It's called a One New Man Bible. And when I met him, I said, nobody wants to believe this. And he said, well, what is it God told you? And I said, well, sir, he told me that my son came to Tabernacle with the people. When I said, I don't know when he was born. And so it was a Feast of Tabernacle. And he said, so when was he circumcised? And I said, I don't know when they circumcise anybody. And he says, it's in eight days. And that's also when they cleanse the mother of the, and bless the mother of the son that's born. So all of that was done. And that's the eight days that they celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And then that's when he told me, so what did I do? Why did I send my son? And I said, uh, to bring truth and light to the world. He said, so then how many days, that's when he did this, how many days between Feast of Tabernacles and Hanukkah? And I said, I didn't know. And he said, calculate it. It was 70 days. And he said, why would it be 70 days? And I said, I don't know. And he said, Sheila, how many nations were in the world at that time? I said, I don't know. He ended up helping me get an ancient map. There were only 70 nations. But he said, what does the word nations mean? I, I said, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because nations are just like, they're, they're nations, God. And he said, it's people. Amen. The nations, my people. I sent him to my people. Amen. And it was all mapped out in structure. In Hebrew also, 70 is the number for government. Yes. Yeah. And that's it, it what he brought. It all ties beautifully. And when you mention glory, there's a wonderful thing in John 17, 22. Mm. He said, what did you give them to Christ? Father said, what did you give them? He said, I gave them the glory Amen. that they might be one as we are one. And what happens in the church? We give you all the glory. God doesn't need any more glory. No. He's got it all. Yeah. He never sleeps. He, he's yeah. with us all he the time. Need, I he say this all the time. Yeah. He doesn't need to be praised. No. He's, he's, not, he's not looking for no. a pat on the back. No. You know, exalt me because I need yeah. to be lifted up. He's already right. everything, right? for us. And we get everything when we go into reverential fear. The only yeah. thing we should fear is him because fear, doubt, and unbelief are the lies of the enemy. Well, well when you yeah. look at where's the glory? It's in the Holy of Holies behind the veil. So we got to go through the veil. Every Jesus said this is the way he's going to birth his church. So much is lost in translation within God's word. It's surprising how much is misunderstood, even simple word definitions. In his book, Access Behind the Veil, Apostle Michael Petro explains that beyond the veil lies the original intention of God's plan to restore creation through his people. When the Lord gives us access behind the veil, we begin to understand the mysteries of the kingdom and our calling as a royal priesthood. Apostle Michael Petro writes about deciphering the Torah from the Hebrew language and recognizing God's language of mysteries, secrets, and parables within the scripture. It's time to step behind the veil and see the coming glory. Access Behind the Veil, The Coming Glory by Apostle Michael Petro. Available now on our website, voh.church. 
upon this rock I'll build my church. Well, what rock was that? Revelation. Peter, who do you say that I am? Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. Well, where's that rock at? That rock was actually in the Holy of Holies. It's still there today. Mm -hmm. It's under Muslim control. It's called the Dome of the Rock. Because at the time of Jesus, there was a huge rock Mm -hmm. inside the Holy of Holies, which the Jews and the early church also believed that Abraham, or uh, 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 Jacob, Mm -hmm. that's the rock he laid his head on. Mm -hmm. Meaning he was laying his head in the Holy of Holies, which the early church taught, well, you're the temple, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're the temple, where's our Holy of Holies? It's our mind. The way right. we think, right? Yeah. So if you think of it also this way, right? The the Lord is is taking us into this glory, yes. this revelation of who He is, and so that we, because our all of our identity is in Him. Right? Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, hallelujah! Trumpets, feast of trumpets, feast mm-hmm. of atonement, feast yeah. of tabernacle. Trumpets. Yeah. John hears a voice as a trumpet. Yes. Speaking Isaiah fifty eight, mm-hmm. right? Jeremiah made you a prophet and a trumpet. Jesus, uh, John, in the book of Revelation says, you heard a voice as a trumpet speaking. Who is that? That's the voice of Jesus. Then the, you have the Feast of Atonement, which is apocalypse, the removal of the veil. Hebrews 10, 20 says that Jesus being our high priest has made a better way for us by going through the veil, which is the flesh. So what's the veil? Yes. Fleshly thinking, fleshly understanding. Yes. It has to be removed yes. so we can see the glory, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the Feast of Tabernacles. What's that? It's when God comes to dwell in his house. Yes. With us. Yeah. With us. So if you if you understand the process, mm-hmm. the trumpet, hearing the voice of the prophet, feast of atonement, when you hear the voice of the prophet, the veil is removed, the flesh is removed from us. Feast of tabernacles, now we become one with Jesus. It's called being born again. Yes. And that's the way the early church understood it. But amen. Wow. Then my newest book is a tri- uh, it, my newest book is about the feasts. Oh, I didn't have a title. It was due to be released. I said I don't have a title, and he said uh, we're going to tell him about the clarion call. I go I love that the clarion call. You want me to call it that? And he goes no. And I said but you gave that to me. And he said Sheila, tell me how do I call my people? How do I gather them in mm. fellowship? And I I didn't. And it's been the Trump card, everything in the Faith Walk, or the For the Sake of America books. And all of this was coming forward. I said, I don't know, Father. He said, look at my scripture. Every time you call the believers together, you use a trumpet. So mm. he said, I'm sending out a trumpet call to my believers. Praise the Lord. A clarion call to righteousness. Because if we don't come together mm. with him, we don't even know him. Amen. And he's concerned about the souls. Mm. The only way all can be well with the soul is if you're if you're tight with the Father. Because we're Praise joined heirs with Christ. And everybody yes. goes, no, you got to go through Christ. People are telling me, Sheila, it's so good that you're showing us how to how to be channeled through Christ. I said, nothing gets channeled. There's yeah. no mediums. There's no channelers. Amen. It's straight with the Father and, yeah. and aligned with how he taught us to pray. Yeah. Our Father are in heaven. His will. Yeah. Amen. His will be done. That's right. Yeah. You, you know, that's a, that's a very interesting prayer. Our yes. Father who art in heaven, hallowed yes. be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Yes. Thy will be done yes. in earth. Yes. As it is in heaven. Yes. Well, what is Jesus saying? Lord, bring heaven back to earth. Yes. It's not us going to heaven. It's earth, it's heaven coming here again. Yes. And that's the that actually people don't realize this. That that was a high priestly prayer that the high priest would pray seven times a day. Yes. Meaning the whole, they didn't even understand it. They still don't understand it. 
it's it, it's not us dying and going to heaven. It's about mm-hmm. heaven coming back to earth. What, exactly. what Adam lost yes. has to be restored. Absolutely. That's Amen. where we're headed back to the garden. Yeah. Well, we're that's why the garden's in the book of Revelation. Yeah. Amen. So God had me put Hallowed Be Thy Name in two books. One, he said, I said, where am I going to tell people I got this? And he said, tell them you got it from a Bible scholar because they listen to them more than they do me. <laughs> okay. And then when I did it in the prayer book, Always Speak Life, he had me put it right up in the beginning. Amen. And he said, now you can say it's from me. And I said, then can I explain? He said, what? I said, can I explain that it all came from you anyway? Because the Bible scholars had to go to you to get it. Amen. It's all of his names, nature and character by name. Because once we start to understand that and we pray that, because those should be the names that are in the scriptures. Those should be the names that explain these things. So when we come into fellowship with him, that's when it's going to come into glory, uniting together. And um, it's just such a powerful thing. You know know who else has those names? The angels. Yes. All the angels are different attributes of his character because mm-hmm. he can't give them to us all at one. No. So when that angel, the word angel means messenger, mm-hmm. they come with the message of the Father mm-hmm. to impart that message into mm-hmm. us. Yes. That we become that character of the Father. Yes. So it's a whole process of transformation. It's a whole process of inner healing. It's a whole process of God's divine will in our lives. Yes. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I mean, like, Lord... Your people got to understand this because it's so important for for the whole transition and transformation. The resurrection is all based on that. Yes. So you know, at the last trump, the dead in Christ will rise. Yes. So is it a bugle in outer space, or is it, is it a prophet speaking to the church? So you got to understand yeah. what the difference is, right? Yeah. It's a very yeah. important thing because the Lord's talking in types and shadows. Amen. Yes. Wow. Oh, you know what? What you said about these guidestones has got me really excited. I knew it meant something, but I didn't know what you knew. And it, it's really, to me, a sign of the breaking down of the East Gate. Because if you read the scripture, you know, in Israel at the temple, right? They, they put a, a cemetery, the Muslims have there at the East Gate, because they know the Messiah has to come yes. through the East Gate. Mm-hmm. And they won't let him come across desecrate. He can't come on desecrated land, right? So it's like, oh, here comes God. You're, you're going to have to worry about the Messiah stepping on dirt, right? Yes. I mean, it's it's crazy. But people don't understand, really, the early church, their theology, but we are the temple. Yes. So if we're the temple, what does that mean? You know, and people need to understand that the Lord is, we're the priests, we're the lambs. All these terms are being used for a transformation of our lives and for what the Lord wants to do in us, right? So when I, I, and I've been asking the Lord, I said, Lord, I know we're in a time of transition because he keeps telling me that. Like, everything was bad. It's, it's a David and Goliath time. But everything is going to start transitioning. Mm-hmm. And then Roe versus Wade. Yes. Then the prayer back in the schools and all these things yes. have been falling. And then boom, these guidestones. And I knew they were satanic. I I, I I understood that they were were set there for the New World Order. We were up to number seven in 2020, avoid useless laws and petty officials. Mm. Determine, and then they go on to determine everything in a world court. It all takes us to the world, one world order. Yeah. And... Um, not only are they satanic, they're a direction that people didn't understand because they don't understand how Father set things up. Mm-hmm. I, I, most of the people don't even know um, 
there's a guy, Andrew No, and he came out with a program and said, guys, what we have to watch for is when we're overtaken by Babylon. So I immediately sent him an email, and I said, you're not going to believe it. It already happened, 1992, 1993. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what's that about? Did you know we were taken back under the Noahide laws with the Babylonian Talmud in 1992? I did not know that. And uh, by joint house resolution. Oh, wow. Under 41, George H.W., oh. Then under Clinton, the next year, it was done again as a joint House resolution with different people in House and Senate. It's, it's been controlled for many generations. Wow. And so when they did that, they put it in the education system. So when did the battle start to take the Ten Commandments out of the schools, out of the Capitol buildings, out of the, the courthouses? And uh, it was a challenge. You can look it up. I, I, I don't know exactly um, where it is, but if you just go on the Internet and you look for the Oklahoma Capitol Building Supreme Court case of Oklahoma. They were wanting to put the Ten Commandments at the Capitol Building. So the Luciferians, they call it, we call them Satanists, but they're, they're straight from Lucifer. The Luciferians battled that case and said that we're going to move this 8,000-pound brass baphomet from Detroit, and we're going to move it over, and we're going to put that in front. Because if you're going to allow that, you have to allow us. Yeah. Because what people didn't understand, they passed laws to make them a religion that has the religious rights of God's people. It's just all of these things that have happened. And when that happened, then it just took influence over everything, over the universities, over everything. You know, it's, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if you know Dr. Uh, Brian uh, Artiz. He was the guy that came out with this uh, venom, a serpent venom in the vaccine. Brian Artis, yeah. yeah. And I just was talking to him. I interviewed him yesterday because uh, I did a whole teaching because uh, the Lord immediately brought me into that starting at Deuteronomy 32, which is the Song of Moses. Yes. And in there, the Lord says, I'm going to judge my people. I'm going to release, and I'm going to put a plague on them of cobra venom. And so then it's all through the Old Testament with wormwood, cobra venom, gall, wormwood and gall, wormwood and gall. You'll see it at probably seven, eight different places. If you look at the word gall, it means poison or venom, uh, poisonous venom. Then you wow. come into the book of Revelations, right? And it talks about the serpent. A flood comes out of his mouth. Floods don't come out of serpent's uh-huh. mouth. Venom comes out of it. That's It's uh-huh. a flood of venom. Yeah. And right in the same chapter, it talks about wormwood. Mm-hmm. Right? A star falls from the sky. Its name is wormwood. It dries up a third of the lakes. Well, if a star falls out of anywhere, mm-hmm. there's no more earth. We just become a crispy critter. Yeah. So it's not, a, it's not you know, people try to say, well, it's a meteor. Because they know the implication. No, the yeah. Lord said it's a star. It is a star. But you've got to understand who that fallen star is. It's Satan. Yeah. It's speaking about him bringing bitter waters. Bitter waters, according Moses had to deal with it. It was mm-hmm. false teachings. Yes. And so here we are in the book of Revelations. We're dealing with it right now. Exactly. And the Lord's saying, my church got to wake up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, it needs to repent. Go back to the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? And walk that truth out. Or yeah. else I'm, I'm going to remove that church mm-hmm. and start all over again with a remnant. Well, and, the, and they're all in this other kingdom. And, and what God showed me when I was hearing Brian Artis with Stu Peters when I heard yes. that. Because um, it is in the ice cubes. The reason they have to keep the vaxes cold is because that's what keeps the venom alive. And you didn't even know this. I was targeted at Lynn Woods, and I'm dealing with the cobra venom in my throat and thyroid. Oh, wow. Um, And that's why I need all this extra water, and I'm Mm. taking sort of protocols for it. We're going to pray for you, sister. But but underneath the guidestones, now this brings it right back to the, you just brought us right back to the guidestones. In the time capsule underneath the guidestones is about culling. 
and culling, I thought it, it, it's selective slaughter. And so I'm, I was coming over the hills into Vegas, and I saw the bright lights of Vegas as I was hearing the end of that program. And the Holy Spirit tears over my bottom lids. It was just falling, and, and everything was glistening because of all the lights in Vegas. And I'd just been to my specialist in Arizona before I went into Vegas, and, and it, the tears were just coming. And Father said, tell me about calling. And I said, that's a selective slaughter. And Father said, what's the true definition, Sheila? And I said, self-selective slaughter. And he had me say it again and again. And then he said, do you realize what you're saying? And I said, what do you mean? He said, they would do this to take a trip. They would do it to save a job. It's not just the mark of the beast to buy and sell in the marketplace because you're buying a flight ticket. You want the income from the job and you're willing to take this. So it's the bite of the serpent that we've allowed ourselves to become involved with that we didn't even know. And those of us who won't get that, they're now spraying us at events. And I'm the only speaker of six at that event at Lynn Woods, July last year, that survived. The others all died within a month. But God brought me through, and now he's bringing me through. It's so miraculous. He's bringing me through layer by layer of chemical toxins. I haven't been able to wear regular shoes for the past four months because now I'm into the copper and mercury that are both at high-level, lethal levels alone. And combined, it all should be taking me out. The radiation was still so high in January, that day it should have been taking me out. The specialists are just shocked. But God, because we're tight with him, and that's why I keep saying, he's the only one who's going to bring us through this. And so we have a choice. So many souls are at stake. That's why this is stretching out. It's not, oh, I want it over so we can have Nasiratine. That isn't even it. You don't want the money from the world. What you want is God's currency. Well, again, like I said, we're, we're we're getting ready to step in the kingdom. Yes. And we're getting ready to be restored back to the way we were originally yes. created. Yes. Why do you need money? Exactly. Exactly. Why do you need anything? We can just speak yeah. it like the Lord did through, yeah. through Adam. I mean, it's the most divine place. And it's a shame that more Christians don't understand it. Because it, that's why when Jesus talked about the cares of the world and walking away from those things, he's talking about, he's really saying, do you really know what I'm offering you? Do you really understand the inheritance that I want to give to you, right? The, 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 right now, the, the covenant of Abraham is on the table. Yes. What did the Lord tell Abraham? I'm going to make you as numerable as the stars of heaven. You can't, there's, I've quite, it's a number so big, there's never been that many people on the earth ever, altogether. Yes. Right? He's not talking about them being literally counted as stars. Stars are considered levels of glory. Meaning he's saying, your sons will become the carriers of the glory. So all of a sudden, now you're in the book of Revelation, the 12 tribes. Mm-hmm. Well, they're the, the sons of Abraham. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that will carry the glory. See, the early church defines that as all, it's not the literal Hebrews. It's everybody that comes back into the glory of God, no matter if you're you're who you are. Everybody has access again. Yes. And so the Lord's finding out who who understands. You know, and it's a shame we we got to train people to make them understand. We do services seven hours, and people don't leave. Yeah. Because they're finding out who they really are. Yes. And if you if you preach the Bible that way. Right? I got young kids talking about being celibate. I got young people saying, I just want to be, come back into the glory, Dad. Mm-hmm. I, you know, 
I, I want to be free of all my sin. Yes. I don't have to sit there and go, go, don't sin, don't do it. Sin. Yeah. I said, here's the prize. Yeah. Here's the prize. Yeah. Do you want it? Yeah. Now you know what it requires. If I wanted to play professional football, I knew I had to lift so many weights every day, run so much every day, or else I wasn't getting there. Yeah. And that's all we got to show them with the prize, right? Well, that's right. what we're running for. Sister, oh, I'm a this has been a beautiful time together. I've, I've really enjoyed this. Any any else pertinent information about this Guidestone or the state of Georgia that the listeners would be like, wow, this this is all tied. You, you know, you've really tied. We've tied some biblical things together with some physical things right now. I really believe that, and I believe the Lord's talking to us. Well, that's why I'm so honored. I believe this is a prophetic message. Absolutely, yeah. and because you're operating so deep in the Holy Spirit, and that's only I. That's all I want to do. Amen. What He did with us, just in these moments, what He revealed to you to have me share and have me. It's 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 like participation back and forth and back and forth. It's one of the most masterful, uh, winning tournaments you can be in and people keep going well I don't know that God's going to win and it's looking so bad and I don't think God's going to win and I'm like you don't know who he is but in that moment we're so close to the new promise and we're so close to this new thing that he has arranged for us but will we enter in even Aaron didn't enter in that's right yeah hundreds of thousands didn't enter in Amen. Are we going to be a Joshua and a Caleb? Are we going to are we going to let all of this horrible stuff be our conversation? Are we going to keep focusing on all the distractions they come up with and deal with the symptoms they come up with? Are we willing to fight and get the roots out so we get back on the blessed land that Amen. our Father prepared for us, retained for us, restoring for us? Amen. We've got we've got oil fields under underground that are going to take care of us for the next hundreds of years, and that's been proven. And there's plenty of room on this planet for all of us and everyone else he's sending. He's a masterful orchestrator. And he wouldn't be sending people that would be too many. We sure. didn't need to eliminate 62 million, and there's only like 328 million in America, and 62 million are gone. I mean, really? Yeah. So I, I'm so honored. I'm so honored Amen. to have this back and forth with you Amen. because you're. I hope you realize all the hearts you're touching and all the souls you're saving because to Father, it's all about the souls. And with the level of truth you're revealing, mm. then they can be free. That's the only thing that's going to free the people. Amen. We have been programmed in the church to do these pagan rituals that are against Father. Yeah. So it's hard for people to come out. But I just pray that everyone who hears this message will begin to question and say, Father, I repent of all of it, surrender unto him, and just say, just use me. This day, Father, where are you going to take me? Go into excitement and your rest with him in our new day at sundown and, and see what he has in store for you. He doesn't tell you in advance, but where he's going to take you, you cannot do any of this without him. Amen. Well, sister, we're going to have to do this again. I, I think we're going to have to collaborate on a few other things. Here surely, because I, I mean, I, man, my mind is popping 100 miles an hour right yeah. now. We're, I'm actually getting ready to put a, I, the first book I wrote was called Access Behind the Veil. Mm -hmm. And it, it really was the picture of how we're going back into the glory. And a lot of people don't realize on the veil, going into the Holy Village was yes. two cherubim with flaming swords. Yes, which was the garden. Yes. Yes. So, and I tell people this all the time, well, we're the temple. Yes. Right? We're made out of the dust of the earth, so we're mm -hmm. dirt. Mm -hmm. Jesus said the seed is the word. Mm -hmm. So if the word is a seed and it's planted in the earth, what do you mm -hmm. got? A garden. Yes. 
courts of the garden. Yes. We're the garden. Yes. My bride is an enclosed garden. Yes. Song of songs, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I keep telling people, you know, it ain't Mesopotamia. Yes. It's not in it's not in Africa. It's in us. <laughs> exactly. The garden, that's why we gotta, yes. we gotta produce the fruit yes. of the spirit. And so the Lord's yes. making us these gardens again. Yes. So that we can manifest his his glory. That's that's he wants the world to see him. Yes. Through us. Yes. Not a vain image, but yes. a true image. Oh, wow. Do we have a moment just to share what he Amen. showed me? Okay, yes. there's a vision that he gave me when I was done with the seven-day search of Wigglesworth and mm -hmm. found out the whole truth about all of it to share with the people. God took me into a vision, and I mean, immediately, I'm in a glory cloud. He's always chatting with me over my right shoulder, and I'm listening. He said, Father, Father, where am I? And he said, don't you understand? And it was so bright. I was just trying to shield my eyes. I said, Father, it is so bright, but I don't know where I am. He said, just a moment, and the glory cloud started to fade back, and I could see I was in an emergency room and there were all these ambulances backing up to the door and in every ambulance as the doors open and doors open and I could see a little white clapboard church the original church in my farm town in Nebraska was a little white clapboard church now it's fancy brick but the little white clapboard churches that they built in America and every one of them and father said why would all of my churches be dead on arrival and I said I, I don't know father and he said, every one of them is dead on arrival, which is the walking dead. Yeah. We've programmed the people to be like zombies, like mm -hmm. dead, walking. And Father said, if Christ is truly in your heart, you would never need to be revived. Exactly. All power and authority is in you, and it's resurrection power. Amen. And that's more power than in Niagara Falls. That's another wonderful testimony of what he, mm -hmm. what he provided for me. And in Niagara Falls, it's more power than can supply to 3.8 million homes just on the America side. Wow. And Father confirmed that, and when I when I put the testimony of someone that gave me the permission to put in, that God showed them that and resurrected them three days after a stroke, from months and months of maybe rehabilitation, maybe never getting anything back, maybe never being able to feed yourself again. In three days, Father resurrected her, sent her to Niagara Falls to tell her that. And so he said, now you've got to tell my people, if Christ is truly in your heart, they have more power than Niagara Falls, and they aren't even tapping into it. Yeah. What an honor to be with you. This has just oh, been... Says, it's been an honor to be with you. I, I, I got I to gotta say one thing. <laughs> we... There's a birthing happening right now. Yes. You know, people don't realize that when the word is released, especially in the revelation, revela there's two words. There's the logos, there's the rhema. Yes. Logos is the shell. Rhema is the life inside the shell. Yes. So the life is yes. hidden in the logos. Yes. So I can read the Bible at a logos level. Yes. And never receive the light. Exactly, exactly. And so that, that's what the Lord's trying to do is bring revelation to open those shells. Mm -hmm. Jesus also said that the seed is the word, but that word for seed is also the word sperma, mm -hmm. the sperm. Yes. He said the sperm is the word. What's in, what's in the sperm? The DNA of the Father. Yes. So the Lord is saying, in my seed mm -hmm. is my DNA. Yes. And if you get enough of my word in you. Yes. You're going to start looking more like me yes. than your old person. Yes. You see that? Yes. Well, how do you think you become born again? Yes. By the seed of the man, by yes. the seed of the Father. Yes. So we can't be born by the seed of God by just a prayer. The Word has to come into us and transform us mm -hmm. 
and that has to be that that rhema word. It has to be that living seed. And the Lord is starting to awaken people to that understanding. And and I, I you know I know you have a ton of information in this stuff, but what I've just heard you say, you're really speaking prophetically, and you're releasing a prophetic seed in order to for people to get pregnant with an idea. Actually, if you look at the scripture where it says that Jesus opened their minds to the scripture. If you look at the word open, it means to open a womb. So the mind is the womb, the seed is the word. Yes. And something is birthed within us. And that's what we need right now more than anything. There needs to be a birthing to what the world wants to do. To keep our eyes on him and Amen. separate and set apart from the world. The scripture that he had me use all throughout the first book in the For the Sake of America, Second Chronicles 7.14. You know how you heard the president and Pence quoted all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, he needed a second book because he loaned it. And he probably loaned it to Pence. But it's, if my people who were called Call by my name, name, and we don't even we didn't even know his names. When he said, Google the names of Baal, I was shocked. When he gave me the names and nature and character, I sat and cried. I don't even know how long I cried. But we haven't lived that. And that's yes. why being tight with the Father, because if we come to him, humble ourselves before him, that whole first part is repentance. Then he'll hear from heaven. Amen. And you, yield. You, you know, that's such a powerful scripture because the Lord kept yes. giving me that over and over to study. Yes, yes. I, I, and actually, I did a whole study on humble. And humility really means to understand who you are. And, and, and the truth of that compared to him, really, is, is submitting yourself. Well, humble himself and pray and seek my face. We, we don't, uh, to seek his face means I'm going through the veil. Yes. To see the glory, to get revelation. Yes. Those two things, going back in, receiving revelation and intercession, will change everything. And, and that, I believe that's what the Lord's releasing right that's now. That's where we are. Amen. Yes. Amen. Oh, I, I agree with you. Oh, bless you. Hallelujah. Bless you. Was, amen. Well, I, I hate to end this, and I'm going to call Sheila again. We're going we're gonna to do some Skype things with you, sis, if that's all right. Yeah. We're gonna bother you. <laughs> Any hour of the day, you can you can ask my security. They've been around me, uh, and I don't get a lot of sleep. But I make a deal: if I get three and a half hours, I'll lay down. If not, I'm just gonna stay with you in the Word. Amen. And that's how He's brought me through. And even with this targeting, they said you sh- you don't have the energy. You need to sleep more. You need- no, I don't. I need to do what He needs me to do. We're at war, that's it. and this is a spiritual war of biblical proportions. Amen. And the people are not ready. And I've got to do everything I can to get as many souls. Freed and ready. We're going to get them ready, sis. Yes. You know, the early church, their theology was this: that a remnant would come out of the church. The whole church wouldn't make it; only a remnant no. would. The yeah. Bible says, "Many are called." Yeah. If you look at that, it speaks of the church. Yes. Few are chosen. Yes. So the remnant would come out. God would put the glory back on them, and they would evangelize the whole world. Yes. Not that we be able to stop them. Yes. That's and, who we're, and, that's and what that's, we're doing. That's the call of the early church. Yes. So there's a remnant out speaking. Yes. And it's going to bring this great harvest. This harvest is going to start this year. I, I fully believe that we're going to see that the, the glory and the harvest come this year. And this whole guys don't think got, got me on a whole other, whole, whole other tangent. So, um, amen. Well, for those of us that are out there, uh, enjoying this, please give us a call. Get a hold of us. Sheila, do you have a website or any anything that people can come to? Yes, hisbest.org. 
Amen. And if people come on that site, what, what would they be able to see? They, uh, there's a whole background about the ministry. I focus Amen. on seeing to the needs of the widows and the orphans, which Amen. includes, of course, single mothers because there's no father and the orphan heart of their children. Amen. And then the families in need. So I'm doing that, but the, the books are there, and they're also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Sheila, it's been a pleasure, sis. Yeah. Amen. For those of you, we're going to get back with Sheila. And, uh, you know... God is moving right now, and I and I say this. I try to say it all the time. Get involved, whether it's your local government, local schools. All of us can be part of what the Lord is doing right now. Don't you know? We're kings and priests. How can you say you're a king and you're not willing to get involved? Well, I'm just a mother, and I'm just no, you're not. Jesus says you're a king, and that's all that matters. That means you have authority in your home, in your district. In your schools and your government, because the Lord's already given it to you, you have to walk in that authority. God bless you. Please get a hold of us, and we'll see you on the next program. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to vohradio.com. That's vohradio.com. Call the studio at 1-877-440-3737. That's one 1- 877-440-3737 or you can send us an email at info at vohradio.com again that's info at vohradio.com this is the voice of healing radio with michael petro